Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, you're probably wondering why you didn't hear bio before we begin. <laughs> but that's because this bio should be read by our guest. So I won't say her name until she finishes, but I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be one of the best bio reads you probably ever heard. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, when Rob asked me for the bio, I went to go look for it. And I immediately knew that if it was written but older than a year and a half ago, it, I didn't care about that stuff anymore. And I just, and I felt into the invitation of Rob Cook inviting me to be on his podcast <laughs> and, and who Rob is to me, you know, this incredible um, stand for authenticity and truth and, and realness. And, and I offered my self opportunity to just, oh, here's what I really care to say. So here it is. Here's my bio. Who is Demi McConkie? A messy, confused, and incredibly loving mother. A wife who can't settle for a marriage of convenience, comfort, or inauthenticity. A passionate t-ball and soccer coach of five-year-olds who knows nothing of the sport but much of the game of play. A recovered perfectionist who now seeks beauty in her flaws, scars, shape, and calloused feet. A former yoga teacher who gave up teaching and practicing yoga to understand the living of it. A recovered alcoholic who's now able to enjoy a drink from time to time. A former hamster wheel marathon runner who now enjoys the unpredictable surprises of effortless success. A former know-it-all who's now more curious than ever at what she can learn from the person in front of her. A determined seven-figure income earner who became willing to give it all up for the peace of mind that comes from the simplicity of contentment. A former heavyweight champion making serious matters look like a huge fucking deal. She now insists on laughing her way forward in life and follows the fun. That was amazing. So where are we going? <laughs> Pick one. I mean, where are we going? Because to yeah. first, you, while you're you, you kind of thinking which way you want to go, I just want to say how much I love that. Because I I tend to not like my bio being read before I speak anywhere because I didn't think it really gave a true depiction about who I was. And so when you when I started going through, I was like, oh, I could write a bio like that. Yeah, I, I could oh, do I that. Could, I would love to hear your bio like that too. <laughs> like the Rob Cook bio, the, the real, yeah. Well, it was funny because when you, you know, whenever anybody asks me for a bio and, and when you ask me that, it's, it's a little bit of an energy drop, like, oh. And I think that that energy drop, if I could really identify it, it is just what you said. The words in this bio don't depict what I love most about me, yeah. what I care most about my life and what I feel I really have to offer, like yeah. all the accolades and the accomplishments and, you know, but, but the, the ego for 46 years insisted on that bio being sent. Oh yeah. And oh, the, yeah. <laughs> what's so special about this, Rob, is that that wasn't there this time. We are so conditioned in a way 
tell me what you've done, you know, or identify yourself in this particular way or this particular way. And it's funny because, again, I normally read the bios before, but I always, or maybe not always, but majority times have to say, well, I read your bio, but how would you explain, you know, how would you introduce yourself? And it's often very different than the bio. Yeah. Most of the times they go into very different things. And it's like, huh. Yeah, yeah. so you've kind of reshaped my, the way I get ready for new bios. It is coming. <laughs> new bio it. coming out. Well, well, and, saying, uh, <laughs> you know, like I was sharing with you, you influenced it because, you know, the invitation coming from you, I absolutely knew you would welcome the authenticity. Like I knew it was a safe place to say what I really wanted to say about myself yeah. and forget the impressive, impressive shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And, and going back to that, it was, um, I'd seen you a few times on programs, on micro programs, but getting a chance to hang out with you and do Danny's show, um, was like, man, her vibe, like, yo, she gets it too. Like, it, it was like, you could see it. And it was like, I want to know more. I want it. It was just like more and more and more of, I could see how this understanding had gave you almost what I consider like a second chance. Yeah. Like I could see even how we were talking about, and I was picking with you, you know, about your profile pic, mm -hmm. uh, but I could still see a different smile now, even then. There's so much more that speaks through us. Yeah. And, and um, I, I recently had a really good friend pass away that was quite a mentor to me that was, uh, she's just a, a gorgeous human being. She very active community builder. She built a multi-million dollar um, organic um, uh, organic um, products like lotions and cosmetics. It was a wholesale company, but it was all solar run. Um, they would she would hire a lot of um, disabled people as many as they could, and they had a teepee on the campus that they would do hiring interviews. and And she was just she was such a beautiful, um, she made such a beautiful impact in so many people's lives. And, and she passed away last week. She'd been battling cancer and had outlived her prognosis gorgeously for like five years and her passing. But it, as I looked at the impact of her life on so many people and the beautiful words that she said, and just the way that she lived, it, 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 what really was sitting with me and that might've influenced this bio a little bit too, had an influence, but it was really, I don't even know if I know how to put it into words, but it is, um, you know how you can really feel someone's essence when they leave the room, yeah. like when they're not there, or like I had the same experience with you too, at, that, you know, on da doing Danny's podcast, like I'd seen you around and knew you through other people, but it was, it was like, man, I told my husband, Rob, he just puts these one-liners in and it just takes the <laughs> whole conversation to this higher ground. And you're just like, whoa. And, um, you know, as she left this physical realm, I think I really felt the impact of her essence yeah. and it was not in what she did. It was, I mean, that's that, you know, saying it's, you know, it's people don't remember what you say. They remember how you, they felt in your presence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And here she was this highly successful, intelligent, you know, gorgeous woman. And whenever she talked to whoever she was talking to, she cared, she so wanted to hear what they had to share. It was like she, you know, like she knew they held a gem for her and just her way of being was gorgeous. When Michael pointed to me and I saw me, it wasn't that I just saw me. It was that I saw me and everyone, meaning somebody who was just scared about their life experience. Mm -hmm. so that's me and everybody. Not that we're the same people and we, you know, do it. No, it's, oh, I see me and you. You're scared right now. Scared comes out in anger. At least for me, it did. Scared comes out in biases and judgment because I'm trying to protect myself from my experience. I can't be around those people because they'll make me feel this way. Or if I'm there, they'll talk about. No, when I saw me, I saw me and everyone else. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, how you fight yourself? How do you fight yourself? And I didn't know how to make sense of it for a while. I love that story. Every time I hear it, it makes me cry because uh, that was my experience in life. And, mm. and that is what this understanding gave me. But, you know, when I heard you share, Rob, it, it helped me identify part of your essence that I felt with you that mm. night. And, and um, it's actually something I had an insight on just recently that I saw I was missing in my coaching. It was the ability to see people's innocence and their wisdom simultaneously. And, and I, I think that's one of the things that I was so in awe with your ability to do that. And, and one of the things that elevates the conversations that you're in is that perspective of being able to see people's innocence, seeing their humanity and their divinity simultaneously. Marina Galan to thank for that. She was the photographer at my intensive and she took a picture of me when the doors opened after Michael blew my head with this understanding. And so she took the picture. But when I looked at her, her eyes said, you're okay. And so months passed by and I asked her, I said, Hey, I, I want to talk about that day. And I said, um, you took that picture and, you know, I remember that part. I said, and that door opened. I caught a house with you. I said, how did you know I was going to be okay? Because that's what I felt your eyes were telling me. She didn't say a word. She just looked at me. And she says, she giggled. And she says, well, I have to correct a little bit of your story. And I said, well, what do you mean? She says, I also took the before picture of you and Michael before y'all sat down. She says, I knew you were okay before you sat down. Whoa, that's a totally, I, if I am going to coach, I have to coach from that space. Mm -hmm. That before my client sits in the seat, I know they're okay. We're just in the playground trying to figure out how they see it. What a difference of a feeling it is. You put perfect words into it when the thing that's felt is I know you're okay. Like no matter, I mean, what a foundational felt like difference that is. Yeah, it's solid. It's kind of like what everybody would look for in turbulent times. You would look for what's standing still. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when, when chaos is going, what's standing Gosh. still? 
That's what we're looking for. Totally. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So my, uh, my first introduction to the principles is kind of funny because I was, um, I was on track to be a superstar coach. It was very important to me to be one of the best coaches in the world because the truth is I was so fucking, are we allowed to swear on here? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Family show, but we curse words. Well, okay, yes. okay. <laughs> I, was so, I was so fucking insecure that when people would give me an hour of their time, you know, to try to help them, I think I was terrified that I wouldn't be able to help them. So I came up with this strategy of being the very best coach in the world. Right. So, yeah. it, um, <laughs> so I, and the way I went about developing myself with that insecurity through that lens of insecurity was, it was funny. You know, I just, I massive, I worked with, you know, in my mind, the best coaches in the world charged the most money. And so my first goal was to be able to afford one of those coaches. And then the second was to be able to charge that. So I got there, you know, it was at the time, like it was, you know, I wanted to, my big goal was charging a hundred thousand dollars, having hundred thousand dollar clients. And, you know, so I paid a coach $115,000 and, and I was doing it. I was enrolling hundred thousand dollar clients and, um, very quickly. <laughs> and I had all these hundred thousand dollar clients, but I kind of got that my clients weren't coaches. My clients were people doing cool shit in the world. And the coach that I was working with, I got that she wasn't a great coach. She just had a great sales strategy that worked. And so I was sort of scrambling like, oh, fuck, who's going to help me deliver these hundred thousand dollar <laughs> contracts. And I had just been listening to Michael's podcast. I just found him. And there was something about them that just drew me in. And I would, if I could identify it with words now, that thing, looking back, it was a through line of common sense that was more solid than anything I'd ever heard. And in a lot of ways, turn things upside down and yeah. you know, <laughs> different, right? So he does that. <laughs> he does do that. Yeah. So I, um, I mean, I didn't even finish my coaching contract with this hundred thousand dollar client before I hired Michael, you know, just assuming that I would continue enrolling hundred thousand dollar clients, but I immediately saw what I was doing that I was charging to relieve my insecurity. And I just couldn't do that anymore. I, I, that just didn't make sense, but I didn't know what to do. And, and I did the apprenticeship with them. And it was like, I hadn't heard much of the three principles before that, maybe just a few months, you know, signed up for the apprenticeship. And, and so I kind of came in like a, um, like a hungry sponge, like give me gotcha. more, give me more. Gotcha. Give me more. Gotcha. Okay. And with the mindset of, teach me this so that I can. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it kind of took me a little while to like, let that unravel. And I mean, my business went to shit that year. Like it just, it just was like, cause I didn't, I kind of got that I had no clue and I kind of got that. I wanted to give myself some space to see what this was all about. And so I just didn't enroll. I couldn't enroll any other clients. I just, I just kind of, cleared my calendar and that brought up so much money stuff because prior to just because I was winning at the money game, I was still playing the money game, but I didn't see it in the, in the winning of the money. Right. And so it was, it was such a blessed experience to lose it all yeah. for me, for me personally, because I was so attached to, 
you know, my identity being able to, that was relieving my, all of my insecurities. And so to just like strip that down and be naked from that for a while and within that find my okayness. I remember 2014, my performance report said number one, and it was signed by the highest ranking general of that organization. Mm. And I was happy for all of minutes, maybe, because all of the collateral damage that was left behind on achieving it, the cutthroat at work, the like, it was just vicious. It was like, yeah, I did it. And people look at me for doing it, but it's like, man, this shit, this game is not the one. This is not the one I want to play. This ain't it. You know, this ain't it. I had the uh, same experience in building, you know, seven-figure coaching business. It was, um, I was so addicted to the, to the hamster wheel. I was terrified of stopping because oh, I absolutely believe yeah. myself. <laughs> if I stop, yeah, I need them to validate. Yes, yes. I need them to look at me with these big eyes. Like what I'm saying is the best thing. Yes, that's feeding because this hole I got is I need all of that. I need all of that. <laughs> I had to sneak in work on the weekends and, you know, my, and my kids and all of the, all of the sacrifices that I made and what was really mattered to me feeding that hole, you know, it's, it's because I didn't believe in my ability to actually deliver. So it, you know, insecurity is bottomless hole to feed, right? It's, oh yeah. Oh yeah. It get deeper and deeper as it go. I haven't been, I haven't spoken at a church in over 20 years, mm. uh, but they want me to talk to kids and they want me to talk about training. A, I think the Bible scripture says, train a child up in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they would never depart from it. And so I've been playing around with the scripture in my head for a while, whatever, whatever, and, you know, just let it ponder. And then I just started watching the world. And I noticed a couple things. One, if I take 10 kids from 10 different places and put them in a playground, 90% of the time, they're just going to play. Mm -hmm. So that's why I love when you said five-year-olds who don't know crap about softball, t-ball, but are very versed in the game of play. Mm -hmm. Not what they're playing, just the game of play. All right. So that was, that was that. Then I thought, well, wait, if I take them at 15, same individuals and put them in a box, they're going to judge. They're going to wonder who's thinking what they're going to want to wonder why you ain't talking to her and all of this. And I was just like, Oh crap. That's why it never said teach. It said train because mm -hmm. as a person, I was a personal trainer for a while. Mm -hmm. People showed up with their own muscles. <laughs> My job was to develop them. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> responsible for creating your muscle. Mm -hmm. I was there to help you develop it. And so it was like when I realized even my biggest failures in parenting was because I was trying to teach you my fears, my biases, and my discriminations instead of train you how this works. And if I train you how this works, of course, when you're old, you'll never depart from it because yeah. there won't be a need to. Mm. But, but you're going to have to unlearn. Yeah, you got to unlearn. I'm trying to unlearn all I've been taught. 
Absolutely. To stop discriminating against this group, to stop thinking that's different, to stop thinking like that's the great unlearning. That's all the adulthood is. Yeah, that's just it's what it was, is that big insight of, wait, I'm just training people. I'm just developing what's already in them. That that's off me. I love that. And and I, I'm curious what you see, because I've been seeing some stuff about this and playing with this, but what do you see as the relationship between training and playing? Yeah, just a word. Yeah, just a different <laughs> yeah. word. Yeah, well, I, you know, Woody, right? Woody and I are yeah, 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 Woody. Work, mm-hmm. with, um, work with teams. And, um, and one of the things that we were noticing, he and I both, is that the, when we got really like heavy, serious mm-hmm. in our business, everything was just such a big fucking deal. And it was like this tension and pressure. And, and when we started talking together and just sharing our experience mm-hmm. with each other, we just were laughing. Mm-hmm. We were like kids. Right. And so we started to notice that the energy of play, how, how quickly that has us more, more prone to ju- drop those judgments. Yeah. Yeah and to um, be creative and innovative. And, and we started this leadership playground that we offer once a month. That's just a peer to peer, you know, um, place for leaders and entrepreneurs to come in and consider the idea of being more light-minded. And we did one today and it was really fun. And, and we, um, what I shared with you in a message earlier was something I've been seeing a lot about is something Pam shared with me. I think you just, I think you did yes. a Pam dibs, right? Miss wing so, Walker. I don't know if you heard this. She's walking on wings while planes are flying. Yeah. She's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love crazy. her, but she's, she's crazy. So she's so, I mean, she's, she's inspired a lot of this fun activity in me. But oh she, yeah. Oh yeah. She's very far. And she, you know, she's known as the team whisperer, right? So she's been, we've been getting some help from her with our, you know, launching our work with teens and, she made a comment to me just like in passing, you know how Tom Pam does, like she's um, so great like that. But she says, all I'm ever doing with teams is pointing to this understanding, observing and reflecting all the while modeling for them what it's like to be straight with each other. So I, that hit me in my pit when I, when I heard it, you know, and it was like, ooh. And, and I started to kind of get curious about that. And in the curiosity, I could feel in my body the places that I wasn't straight with people. And, and, I, and I was able to notice that um, this was old stuff that didn't want me to get straight with myself. It wanted to ma- maintain the judgments and the opinions and the rule book. Mm-hmm. It wanted to keep the structure in place because we know what, how we to show it. up with this yeah. structure. You just keep putting your mask on and showing up, right? And um, but some, like last, it was just last week, I sat down and I, I wanted to feel into my body, like what, what was there. And I, it was actually something with my husband that I realized I wasn't being straight with him about. And, I, and in a flash, I saw that, like, I was making up that this was, you know, Amer- this was a relationship I wasn't allowed to leave. So I was taking away my autonomy and my capacity for choice. And so and I don't do well when I have to do things, right? Like, oh, yeah. Nobody does. When right, you right? feel like you're forced. Yeah. Yeah. So for years, I had been showing up with this, you know, maintain the facade, do, and, and I, oh my gosh, that's so exhausting. Mm-hmm. And so 
in sharing this with my husband, it just opened up the most beautiful conversation. And I saw the coolest thing that I'd never seen before in this. And that is, you know, well, first of all, there's a, in, in being straight with somebody, it's, it's not sharing the full force of our thinking and feeling with them. Yes. Right. That's so, not being straight. That's just right. offloading your thoughts. That's the confusion <laughs> that I was in before. It's yeah, like, I'm going right. to be straight with you. I really, yeah. I don't like how you did that. Right. Yeah, or yeah. this is how you make me feel. And, yeah, yeah. and so it was in seeing and feeling into that distinction that I saw that, oh my gosh, this, this, what a, a gift it is to be straight with the people in your life, especially your mm -hmm. close relationships in a way that allows them to be genuinely impacted. And like when, and when you're in that place, that deeper space, I've noticed for myself, I genuinely wanna hear what that impact is. What is your experience? And what I noticed is that from that space of like two people sharing their experience while owning it and with curiosity and consideration, like it, it has this cr effortless creative potential that I had never contemplated that opportunity cost that I had been avoiding for most of my life in not being straight with people. You have dropped some gems um, here that I know they're going to love and some beautiful stories, but I do want you to um, close us out on your stage. Um, there's no right way or wrong way to do this, you know, but I want to open it up and give you just an opportunity to speak to the community. Um, and you can say whatever's on your heart. You can, you know, sell a product, you can sell a book, you can just mm -hmm. say, I love you, it's whatever. But um, they will, you will be the last voice they hear. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, what is it that you would like to share with the whole community? Oh, thanks for that, Rob. That's very generous. I feel the generosity of that. And um, I think I would like to share what's on my heart. It's it's a little mm -hmm. bit in conclusion to, it's it's what I'm experiencing now in creating my business. Um, I mean, it almost brings me to tears thinking about it. Um, there was something that I heard George Pransky say, where it was sort of this idea of find a way to move forward in growing your business that gets you off the hook. And in, in, in doing, you know, work with teams and, and doing enrollment and, and trying to find my way in that. I was still stuck a little bit in the old paradigm of enrollment that I was taught, but wanting to find this other way. And I, I, I've realized that there is an effortless way to move forward. And it is the way that I'm completely off the hook. It doesn't mean I'm doing work for free. In my mind, I am bringing a lot more value than I'm charging for though. And, and seeing it in that way, it just like clicked. And I'm having so much goddamn fun. Like, I can't even tell you like how tickled I am to show up in this way. Cause I charge a fraction of what I'm actually delivering on, which means in my mind, the way it, it's occurring to me is everything. And Pam said it really well. She's like, indulge in any way you want. Like I'm free to indulge in any other way I want to that I think will be helpful. And I just never knew it could feel like this. I never knew that, um, I, I knew it could be like this for other people like Michael and George and the people who'd been doing it long enough, but I didn't know, sorry, my books are about to fall. I didn't, 
know that I believed it could happen for me as quick as it did. And I, I, I think that's the thing that I want to share. Um, Cause I'm actually kind of new to the three principles community. Like a year, I've only been, in, you know, part of the community for a year and a half and I've only been, and I think it's pretty cool that I, my thinking cannot believe that it's going to work and that there's a way to effortless success. But the more keyed in I can get to just following the nudges of my wisdom, it guides me to insight beyond that thinking that makes the next simple step forward obvious. And it wasn't like an easy or straight line. Like I really, my thinking kind of created a stress ball and, you know, I would, I would go in my ups and downs of that, but it feels so wonderful to feel into the feeling of ease while producing and creating and charging and, and creating a business and all of that, the ease in that. And um, that's just so cool. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.